Reading from Answers to Praise, page 195 to 206. The first letter is called Deserted to Sweden. You don't know who I am, but that doesn't make any difference. We are both children of God, and that is all that matters. I am in an army stockade at Fort Riley. I am in prison because I deserted my unit in Germany and then put myself in exile in Sweden for two years. This is the first time I have been back in the U.S. in four years. The reason I am writing is that I have just finished reading Prison of Praise. I want to tell you how much I enjoyed it and how much it has helped me. I can see that God has shown His wisdom through you and that you have used Christ in the way He wants to be used to help others. Six years ago, when I was 17, my mother and father were converted. I saw God working a miracle in them, so I accepted Jesus as my Savior. But then I slid back into my old ways. Shortly after this, I went into the army, and God turned on onto drugs. This started four long years of sorrow for me and my family. Soon after turning on to drugs, I became a typical flower child with a typical flower child ideas and perceptions. I decided the army was wrong, and to make my new freedom known to the brass, I split to Sweden. Once in Sweden, it was more drugs and faster living. But you know what? God was there all the time, gently pulling me home. It took four years for me to finally say, Okay, Lord, I am yours. Do with me as you see fit. I have never been so happy. God has revealed great things to me in just this one week. I am awaiting a whole lifetime of being in Jesus and Jesus in me. Praise God. It is wonderful that Jesus loves us. I now commit my whole life to him and I praise his wonderful name. Christ has taught me through you to trust him completely. I have no fear in me now. I know I am safe. Praise God. I am grateful for your book and would very much like to meet you personally. If we don't meet in this life, then I'll see you in heaven. Pastor Marilyn Carruthers responds and says, When young Christians stray away from God, parents have every right to believe that God will draw them back. Our praise and faith releases His power. Again, praising Him and having faith releases His power. He uses us to win others to Christ. He uses our faith and praise to draw them back to Him. Thousands of young people have returned to their faith in Christ after reading Prison of Praise. That stimulates my faith to keep trusting and praising God. And the scripture is Isaiah 43, verses 5 and 6. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather them from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Isaiah 43, verses 5 and 6, NIV. Our next letter is titled, Hands Off Steering Wheel. The car was spinning down the highway. My hands moved farther and farther from the steering wheel. This was impossible. It couldn't be happening. I must be dreaming. The harder I try to get a hold of the steering wheel, the farther my hands move away from it. 
An irresistible power was forcing my hands towards the sides of the automobile. I have never felt that power of God before. I didn't believe such a power existed. These words were poured from a teenage boy as he recounted to his father his experience of, of two hours before. It really had started a long time ago when he had decided he no longer wanted to have anything to do with his parents' religion. God was for people who didn't have anything to do with their time. He had a lifetime of excitement ahead of him and didn't want the burden of trying to be religious. His parents prayed fervently for him, but nothing seemed to improve. They tried restricting their son when he became too belligerent, taking away his privileges. They tried more prayer, more generous portions of kindness and love, but nothing did any observable good. Their son became more enamored with staying out late at night, drinking, using foul language, and drugs. <clears throat> As his parents realized what was happening to their son, fear gripped their hearts. The son they loved so much was throwing his life away, and they felt helpless. To make matters worse, the father was a Baptist preacher. All of this made it look to others as if there must be some sinister wrong in the preacher's house. I first met the father one evening at the close of a meeting where I had just spoken. His face was radiant. He glowed with a joy that caused me to think, there is a man who knows the real joy there is in Jesus. He came up to me half laughing and half saying, praise the Lord, he was alive. He said, I'm a Baptist minister who had been filled with the Holy Spirit. It happened only two weeks ago, and I haven't touched the ground yet. I could see that he was still intoxicated with the joy of the Spirit of Jesus. Then he told me what had happened a few days after he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had a telephone call from his son's school asking him to come to talk with the principal. He went and received new evidence of his son's need for help. Why hasn't he been coming to school, they asked. I thought he was, the father protested. He has been living, leaving home every morning at school time. No, he hasn't been attending classes, the principal explained. I've just learned that he has been going out into the mountains to a cabin with some other boys and spending their day drinking and smoking pot. You are going to have to do something with him. On the way home, the father felt discouragement draining off the new joy he had received. But then he remembered something. He had read Prison of Praise. He had read about the power there in thanking God for all things and believing he will work out everything for good if we trust him. So he praised God for this new experience and believed that God was blessing his son, though he couldn't see it. That evening, he took his son into the study and said, I talked to the principal, and he told me that you haven't been doing what you've been doing. At first, he looked surprised, but then a mask of sullenness came over his face. He was ready for one more argument and one more lecture about how much he needed to let God have his life. To his surprise, even to his father's surprise, he heard these words. Son, I learned something new. 
that you won't understand yet, but I am turning you over to God. I'm going to trust him now to, to do whatever is best in your life. I have done the best I know how to do, and it hasn't worked, so I'm letting God do to you whatever he wants to do. I have a peace about you now, and I am thankful for you exactly as you are. The old man has really flipped his lid now, the boy thought. The father then had to leave to attend a meeting at his church. He was still filled with the joy. Christ was truly bearing all his burdens for him. When he returned two hours later, his son was sitting on the couch laughing and crying simultaneously. He sat down beside him and asked, What's wrong? Why are you crying and laughing at the same time? When you left, I went out to the car and decided to look up some of my friends for some excitement. As I was driving down the road, a powerful force pulled my hands off the steering wheel. The father's first thought was he's wrecked the car, but then he realized he had seen the car out in front when he came in. When I was terrified that the car was going to wreck, I heard a voice. It said, turn off the engine, turn off the road and stop. I heard the voice, but I couldn't tell where it was coming from. I tried again to reach the steering wheel so I could pull off the road. This time my hands easily reached the wheel and I pulled over and stopped. Your father gave it you to me. Your father gave you to me. The voice spoke to me again, and I knew it was God. But then I thought, it couldn't be God. He doesn't even exist. Now will you repent and ask for my forgiveness, the voice said. Suddenly I realized that a sinner I was. I could feel and see and understand how miserable a person I had become. I started to cry and kept asking God to forgive me. When I had asked for forgiveness for everything I could think of, I felt a kind of a joy filling up inside me. I laughed and cried. I haven't stopped since. And the father told me this story. He had to stop occasionally to say, Praise the Lord. God has done something for him because he has believed God. His joy was full and overflowing. And the scriptures, 1 Peter 4.11 in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Our next letter is called Day Before Christmas. The day before Christmas, my husband left me and our three children. He left us no food, no presents, no money, nowhere to go. He said he would never be coming back, and I have not seen him since. Perhaps you can imagine the absolute terror that I felt. The only solution that I could think of was for a sudden end to my own life and that of my children. When neighbors heard what had happened, they came to offer their help. They couldn't do very much for me since they don't have much themselves, but they gave me a copy of your book, Prison of Praise. As I read it, the fear drained out of me. I knew that Christ was here with me. I had been a Christian for a long while, but I never knew that God could help me so much when I had problems. Though I am still alone with my children, I have a feeling I never have before. 
It's like, wow, God really does love me, even if no one else in all the world loves me. He does. I know that He is working out my life and my children's. I know there isn't much I could do but trust Him. But as I trust Him, I'm having so much fun. My husband didn't want me teaching the children about Jesus, but now I am free to teach them anytime. We have so much fun singing and laughing and talking about Jesus. Thank you for writing this book. Marilyn Carruthers comments. At times, a parent may be more detrimental to children than good. It is not difficult to see that God sometimes permits a divorce to protect children. They may not understand at that time, but in years to come or in eternity, each one will understand. O Lord, I will honor and praise your name, for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. Isaiah 25.1 O Lord, I will honor and praise your name, for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. Isaiah 25.1 Again, this is easy to memorize. Come on, folks. O Lord, I will honor and praise your name, for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. Isaiah 25.1 Our next letter is called Guard Saved. Greetings in our Lord's wonderful name. I read Prisoner of Praise and was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now good things are happening in this prison ever since. The Spirit is moving among the men. Thirteen men have been saved since the first of the year plus one guard. Five of these men have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Two weeks ago, a guard found the Lord. Five of us had returned from a prayer meeting and we went to one inmate's cell. However, only one inmate is allowed to a cell at a time. We knew that the guards would chase us out shortly, but we wanted to have a prayer before all the cells would be closed. A minute after we got to the cell, a guard did come to chase us out. We all shouted, Praise the Lord! and asked him to come in to pray with us. The guard opened his mouth but said nothing. He turned around at a very last rate, almost at a run, left. While we were praying, another guard came to chase us out, but he said, Nothing either. He also left. Then a different guard came to chase us out. And this time we were through praying. He came to the cell door and couldn't say anything either. By his own testimony later, we said, Praise the Lord and the two men who had been baptized in the Holy Spirit that evening witnessed to this guard as they told him that the Lord had done for them what the Lord has done for them and what he meant to them. The guard slid down the wall and sat on the floor. He was half in the cell and half out the cell, crying. I asked him if he would like us to pray for him. He said, yes. I asked Joe to pray for him. At first, Joe didn't know what to say. He asked the guard to repeat after him the sinner's prayer of repentance and acceptance of Christ. The guard was saved while sitting on the cell floor. Many men have found the Lord here, and their lives have changed. I contacted some Christian bookstores, and they sent me some books 
So I have started a Christian lending library. I try to be led by the Holy Spirit about what books to loan each man. Could you send me more copies of Prisoner of Praise? We have used all the we have and could use more. This book has really been a blessing to many men here. Could you also send at least one copy of Power and Praise? Do you have any other books that you could send to our library? The Lord bless you, and I trust you are having a blessed time in the Lord. Marilyn Carotter's response. Similar letters from all over the United States have encouraged us to form the Foundation of Praise, Inc., Com. We hope to get copies of Prisoner of Praise and other books to the thousands of prisoners, hospital patients, servicemen, and women, and to the most needy people in the world. This book is also printed in Spanish, and we are working to have it translated in several other languages. As of 2010, Prisoner of Praise is printed in 56 languages. You can support the Foundation of Praise whenever you desire. Acts 16.29, The jailer fell down before Paul and Silas. He begged them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.